Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to podcast episode 391 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today I have not one, but two guests on the show. Double Trouble, super fun to, to have you on the show, Michael and Peter. They are the founders of Goat Hoat, a property management company out of Chicago, but uh, with uh, units in different locations across the United States, over 60 units operating. And uh, we today we are going to talk about how Peter and Michael pivoted from a master leasing model to a predominantly a management model through COVID. So I'm super excited, Michael and Peter. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having us. We've been looking forward to this one for a long time. Been listening for three years since yeah. we got started, and you know you're the, you're the you're the biggest podcast in the game. So we're we're really pumped for this week. We sing the song all the time. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's uh, that's good to know. And uh, you guys are also in our Legends X program and uh, yes. probably going to be joining the SDR Legends Mastermind soon, which uh, is super exciting. So we'll, uh, we'll touch on that. But let's uh, start with a quick introduction. So can you tell us a little bit about Goat Hoat? First of all, like, how did you come up with that brand name? Yeah, the, the name was... So when we got started... Three years ago, it was a really crowded space because Airbnb at the time was at all-time highs. Short-term rentals were doing great. And you know, we had kind of wanted to do Airbnb for uh, actually several years. Some people had told us about it, and we were really excited to get started and started more out of out of need from flipping homes and wanting to you know be able to make money on them until they sold. But you know, at the time, it was a very crowded space. There were all the the big players, you know, the Sonder, the Lyrics, and all them, and we needed to stand out amongst the rest of them. So we were thinking, okay, how do we stand out? And if we're gonna do this, let's go all out. Let's let, let's do it. Let's let's be the goat, you know. So we chose goat because we wanted to basically put goats all over our units and our social media, and it would be something that our guests and people would start to recognize, hey, those are the goat people. And as well, at the same time, we wanted to be different than your, you know, boring old Sonder who every single unit across the country is the exact same thing. And it's just another hotel and random buildings. And for us, another reason we love Airbnb is because we've always loved travel and food and doing fun things. And that's a big passion of ours. So we figured we could provide that experience for all of our guests around the country. And if we can tell our guests where the best place to eat, the best things to do, you know, they're going to go out and enjoy all these different cities that they're visiting and they're going to help the local economy as well. Yeah, a little background. Michael and I have been uh, childhood friends mm -hmm. and we've always looked at different places on how to stand out. We're a little quirky like that. 
whether it was in middle school or high school, wearing ties on certain days, dressing in uh, white t-shirts, to even going to real estate conferences and red pants and white shirts because we wanted to be known as the Airbnb guys. So we would wear their colors. So adding goats is just kind of the next step of, okay, we're the Airbnb guys, but how do you stick out in a crowded space? I love that. That's a, that's an amazing uh, brand story. And uh, yeah, that's a really cool brand. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually on that note, uh, we actually just launched our goat local campaign because we, we were starting to get really, really frustrated, especially with all the new regulations everywhere now that everyone has this negative view of Airbnb now. Oh, if it's an Airbnb, they're just going to be letting parties into our city and they're going to be bad, you know, neighbors and everything like that. And we were so sick of that because we work around the clock to make sure we don't have parties and that we're good neighbors and that we're a good member of the community. So what we're doing now is we offer all of our guests up to two times, $15 each time to go out and spend money in the local economy and eat at local restaurants. We, you know, save our restaurants basically, um, which is more important than ever because of COVID and we reimburse them those two times. So that's where we're kind of calling that the goat local campaign. Love it. That's incredible. So let's, uh, let's dive into your story. Cause I, I know you originally started doing uh, master leases, uh, but then COVID came around. And as, uh, as, as we all know, COVID was, was bad news for, you know, for every, for almost all hosts, but definitely for the people that were doing master leases. Right. So for, well, first, before we dive into that, what, what are some of the other locations that you guys are? Cause I know you guys are based in Chicago, but you got some, you got properties all over the country, right? So yeah, we're in about eight to 10 different markets right now. We started in Chicago and then moved out to San Diego, Malibu, Scottsdale, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're in Southwest Michigan, Michigan City, as well as Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And then we're also looking to grow in Boyne City, Park City, Utah, Milwaukee, as well as Philadelphia. That's awesome. So a lot of different locations. Um, I, I imagine that must be difficult to manage. Like, how do you how do you manage that with like people on the ground? We prefer it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of how we got started. To be honest, I was still living in Detroit. We're, we're from uh, Metro Detroit, where we grew up. Michael moved to Chicago about six seven years ago. Um, I just moved a couple years ago. So when we started this business, I was completely remote. We really just tried to focus on the teams. We know you talk about a guest avatar, but um, Michael can go into a little bit more about our, uh, we have a cleaning avatar. Yeah, we've, we've now learned that, you know, our turnover teams or our cleaners, they, the ones that work the best, they almost have this certain personality type. And uh, we noticed it because after so much time, we were realizing that some of our best teams were in markets that we've never even been to. And we don't ever hear about the problems because when they come up, they're taken care of, they're being improved. They're just these rock star teams. And we started to say, okay, how can we replicate this everywhere else, especially the places that we spend the most time, which uh, somehow was the markets that we were spending the most time on as well. And we've now found that a married couple or a family who works really hard and almost love work so much that they get jealous if they don't get work and they've got that attention to detail and they have people on their team that are handy. We have found that in, you know, at least four or five times now and going on six, seven, because we keep looking for them. I almost jokingly want to put out an ad for it. And they just make our life so much better because we need them to really take care of the units. 
they're our eyes and ears. Let us know when we need to spend money on things to improve, because if they can keep the units well-maintained and nice enough for the guests, we can focus on the things that are most important. Like we were saying earlier, growing in other markets for our clients and focusing on that guest experience, which is what differentiates us as a, as a mm -hmm. short-term rental brand. I love that. I love the cleaner avatar. That's, <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. So one follow-up question on that is, so how do you, let's say you start out in a new market, like how do you find that avatar, that cleaning avatar? Yeah, it's, we, yeah. we reach out everywhere. We interview as many people as possible. Yelp, Facebook, Turnover, BNB. We have used all three to try to find different cleaning companies. Yep. And once you kind of find that right person to compare it to, you can talk to someone within five minutes mm -hmm. and kind of get the picture if they get it or if they don't and if they're going to be a good fit. Try to be very up clear what we're expecting. <laughs> yeah. And then when you open up a new location, do you get the, the management deals first and then you look for the team or do you just decide, hey, this is a city that we want to go to. You find the, the cleaners and the maintenance people first and then you go after the clients. It used to be us going for the cities we want to be in. And now we have enough word of mouth referrals coming to us that we go where the money is. Got and it. with that, even if it's, we're managing one in one city, we've we've kind of found out that we can build up to probably about eight properties for a team. So it now then lets us kind of focus on those properties for um, extended growth. Mm, got it. So let's say you get one property through word of mouth in, let's say you mentioned uh, Milwaukee. So let's say you manage one property there, then you would focus on that city to build it up to about eight, because that's like the kind of the ideal number of properties to have for like a small small team. Exactly. And we're, we're also really trying to mitigate our risk. COVID scared us a lot in terms of having all of our eggs in one basket, both city-wise and types of properties. But now it's like, if we can be in as many cities and different types of properties as possible, we're more sheltered from the biggest threat in short-term rentals, which is regulation. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing it really, really bad in Chicago, where we had really strict regulations when we came in here, but at least we knew what the rules were. And if you played by them, then you could grow. And it worked as a barrier to entry for other mm -hmm. competition. But now Chicago's getting even stricter and threatening almost a total ban, like in other cities, San Diego might be getting stricter. So that's another reason actually too, why during COVID we expanded also into vacation rental markets, because these vacation rental markets, they've been short-term rentals forever. So they're familiar with it. And there's a lot less of a chance that they're going to get rid of it or regulate it as harsh as some of these cities who are like, whoa, what are these Airbnbs doing in my city? Yeah, 100%. Let's go back um, before COVID or let's go back to March 2020 when COVID hit. You guys had a, a, a whole bunch of uh, master leases. Airbnb cancellations came in. I'm sure you guys lost a lot of money. How... Um, yeah, what, what was that experience like for you guys? Yeah, it was it was rough. Uh, <laughs> we had just signed actually two four-unit apartment buildings oh. in San Diego uh, end of February. So those mm -hmm. were northwards of uh, 10000 a month for each lease. Yep. 20 um, grand in furniture. Yep, furniture, setting it up. And actually, we were celebrating that March 14th was our one year in business. We, being in Chicago... You make money in the summer and you, you survive during the winter. You build up your reserves and you kind of push through. You take longer um, stays for cheaper just to keep your uh, units filled. 
and we had made it through winter. We started to see a uh, turnaround on bookings. Our summer was completely booked. Uh, Michael and our other partner, Maria's family, were in town to celebrate <laughs> at a comedy club. And we just started ding, ding, ding. We ended up losing about $90,000 just in, uh, in about a 24-hour period. So yeah, Peter, Peter turned his phone towards me during the middle of the comedy show with the extenuating circumstances policy. Oh my God. God. It it just seemed like a cruel joke that, uh, just the timing of it. Um, we're both, uh, we're both been fully invested, been full-time for almost three years now. So time put all the, you know, we've put all the money back into the business, man. That must have been stressful. That must have been very stressful. (laughs) Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online Hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional, your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y dot com code pad which is p a d so walk us through what what happened what happened next so we luckily actually had two clients already for management both at the time we were doing this cool model of trying to prove ourselves to them where we would only make money if they make money so like we don't get paid if we don't hit market rent but if we're above market rent we would make 70 percent. and they were loving that and it was going well and, you know, clearly we had to, we didn't end up losing any of our leases. So lease wise, our landlords were all really, really cool, except for one. And, uh, you know, allowed us to pay less during the pandemic. Some, you know, some of it we made up, we, we came to an agreement that helped everybody uh, stay alive during it. And we took longer stays, but for the management, we kept our clients places full and all of their friends who are all in real estate, their Airbnb managers went vacant completely. Uh, and we stayed full because, you know, we took some risks and, and, uh, you know, had a little bit, we, we did a lot of screening still, but uh, allowed more locals and stuff that we wouldn't normally into our units, but we really beefed up our security. You know, we taught our VA screening, watching cameras everywhere, noise monitors. And so that allowed us to still bring in money for our clients during a rough time. And our clients we're so happy that they had money coming in because it's not like they could go out and get long-term tenants at the time. No one was coming to the city. And uh, they started telling us, telling all of their friends about us. Well, we started bringing on clients from, you know, Turnkey and some of the local competitors. And it just all snowballed from there because that started going well. They really got interested in vacation rentals because lake houses were like the one thing doing well during COVID. And we went in with them on a set of cottages in Michigan. And then that led to more lake houses. And then their friends started buying lake houses. And it's it's really just all snowballed. It's been really exciting. That's really awesome. So do you feel that you guys are stronger now than pre-COVID? Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. 
very we're much seeing so. better reservations now than even pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy what our uh, what our summer looks like, even compared to a good summer. Yeah, yeah. it's ahead of pre-COVID yeah. now. Finally, yeah, that's incredible. And you guys have uh, over sixty units now, so that's a pretty sizable portfolio. What's the goal for for the company? Well, the ultimate goal, I think, for us going in is that we need to own real estate assets that we can, you know, eventually use to retire or have the lifestyle that we want. So we figured we now have an expertise to take real estate assets and make way more money on them through short-term rentals. So if we can impress our clients enough and make them as much money as possible and identify the best areas around the country to invest in, we can all buy real estate assets together that we'll make more money on. We have that competitive advantage in in the purchase process because we know we'll make more money on them with Airbnb and either pay them down faster or save it for the next ones faster mm-hmm. and build up that portfolio. So that 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 would be the the big goal. We're we're, we're 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 trying to grow as much as possible and keep trying different cities. We we love doing the different cities, and you know an, an internal goal of ours would you know clearly to be sellable in five years. Not that we would want to sell, but to have a business that's big enough and and good enough that we could earn a ten, twenty, thirty million dollar valuation or something. Ambitious goals, I love it. <laughs> um, awesome. And what's uh what's some advice for those out there who are still kind of struggling to to find new clients like we have a you know some people in our community they they really want to grow but they're struggling to find new clients like it seems like you guys are are really good at uh finding those clients since you're growing so fast what are some uh what are some tips for the smaller operators out there who want to grow yeah we we kind of try to talk to everybody um we would even go up and down uh, neighborhood streets calling every landlord for rent just for arbitrage but then you can get be put in touch with someone who, oh, there's an owner who I have a property. Our first properties were always distressed properties. So we targeted properties that were above a bar. So it wasn't the greatest for long-term or near an airport or where you're struggling to get long-term runners, but it would be perfect for an Airbnb situation. Coming out of COVID, I'm sure. And I mean, I can tell from Chicago, rents have dropped. So there are some landlords and some owners who are really, really looking just to take in anything. So I think if you can find some distressed properties, that's where I would start first. Yeah. yeah. Just start doing Airbnb and letting everyone know that you do it. The clients will come. Mm. Yeah. Love that. It's a very good time to take risks. I mean, num- mm-hmm. the numbers are higher than ever. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, Eric and I have talked about this quite a bit in the in the last few months, how that right now just seems to be a perfect time to double down on short rentals because the trends are just all in our favor, right? Like the social distancing, the people not wanting to be in crowded hotels, the remote workers, you know, the digital nomads. Like it's, it just seems like a perfect moment to, to double down on short rentals because, you know, even Brian Chesky was, was talking about how he thinks we need a, an extra million hosts in the next uh, couple of years to cope with the demand as uh, as travel is uh, is opening up so yeah maybe uh oh no <laughs> no it makes sense i mean we're looking even in chicago just for lala at the end of august and other festivals in the fall they're already starting to get booked at like, extremely high rates right now because there aren't as many airbnb hosts right now than there was pre covid right. and 
when you have this uh, pent up demand and a lower supply, you can really, I mean, some of our leases are $1,200 to $1,500 and we can bring that in in a weekend for one of those events. So yeah, we're we're pretty lucky right now to have uh, gotten started. Maybe the uh, hotels will end up needing us. <laughs> uh, it could be Goat Hope by Marriott. We can be <laughs> short term rentals. Yeah, and those festivals are all going to be completely booked out. Um, I know that uh, EDC in Vegas, uh, I think it was last week when they opened up ticket sales, and it was like some of my friends bought tickets, and it, it was crazy. Like the moment it opened up, like, you know, you had to like be on the computer. I think it was midnight. So you had to be on the computer, and like within five minutes, like, you know, every, all the tickets are gone. Like, it's crazy. Everybody is just uh, now. I know in Amsterdam as well. Amsterdam has recently opened up, and uh, I'm here in Costa Rica with some of my some of my Dutch friends, and you know they were saying that all the festivals are are completely booked out. Everyone's everybody everyone's dying for like a music festival or like a dance event. Like people are just going crazy for that. So I can totally imagine that you know people are willing, and I see it in the I'm in a WhatsApp group for, with the people that are going to EDC and I see like they're looking for accommodation and the the mentality is is not they're not price sensitive right it's not like oh well let's let's see if we can find something uh cheap it's more like we haven't been to a festival in two years we are going to the festival and we don't care how much we're paying for the accommodation we just want to have an amazing experience that's really the the mindset right now it seems so It'd be nice to get internet. That was something that in the beginning we didn't really expect much of. We had a lot of international travel in Chicago. That still hasn't come back. So we're we're excited for that too because it, it took a good chunk away from us. Yeah, yeah. And I lived in Chicago. Uh, I love the art, the boat tours, the art architectural the tours. Those are awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago is a great city. Sweet guys. Well, uh, this was uh, this was awesome story. I'm uh, I'm super excited. Uh, you know to Hopefully meet you guys soon at our uh, next yes, SEO Legends Mastermind, which me and Eric are currently scoping out. Good. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're actually staying at the at this amazing resort. Uh, it's called Costa Elena. Uh, so you, you can look it up on online. There's a video, and it's uh, it's basically in the middle of the jungle. I'm looking I'm looking out over the ocean here. I can see Nicaragua in the distance. <laughs> um, there's a lot of interesting animals, uh, monkeys, uh, scorpions. I met a skunk for the first time in my life <laughs> last night. I literally opened the door of my bungalow, and uh, there's a skunk right in front of me, and it it uh, it definitely smelled bad. So the the smell came into my room. So as I went to sleep, I could I could still smell the damn thing. But uh, but yeah, no, it's a uh, it's an amazing location here, and. Um, we're super excited to uh, be putting on our next uh, Legends Mastermind event here. Um, we'll be, hopefully we'll be able to confirm that soon. But um, but yeah, before uh, before I let you guys go, um, first of all, uh, you guys are almost at the end of the Legends X program. What's uh, what's one takeaway from from the program so far? Organ- organization and kind of actionable steps. We really enjoyed with our business. We have a lot of systems in place. They just kind of floated around in Google Drive or in our Trello. Mm-hmm. So having a playbook and having a set list of uh, where to go for our team. We have uh, six VAs now. So having it a little bit more organized for them has really helped. And then also could just kind of, it forced us into action with our cleaners and finding the cleaning avatar. We had a few groups and then we just, we've, we've transitioned a lot of cleaners in the past uh, couple months and it's just been a big relief. 
It is, yeah, getting getting our systems in place so we can really spend time on the things that make our business grow, I think is is huge. That was our big takeaway. And I'd also love to say too, like we love partnering with people. So if, if there's anybody that has properties, you know, that need managing or leasing, uh, we actually always offer a, a 10% referral, uh, 10% of our profit come in with us on any leases or management referrals. So we're, we're always looking to grow and partner with people. Awesome. And any particular markets that you guys are looking for or pretty much anywhere? Anywhere, anywhere that uh, the numbers make sense. And right now, the big thing is regulation. So you know, yeah. somewhere that number one, it's allowed or at least has a chance to be allowed for a while. Yeah. So how, so if somebody has a property and they're interested in, in, you know, partnering with you guys, like what's the best way to contact you? Goathoat at gmail.com. And then, uh, we're always on Instagram too at, at goat stays. Awesome. So it's goathoat is G O A T H O T E at gmail.com. Goat hotel without the L. Ah, right. I was, I was trying to figure out what the, what the, it sounded a lot better. Yeah. Goat hoat. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. <laughs> Sweet guys. And then um for people that are traveling throughout the US and they want to check out the goat hoat brand, like where where can they yep. go? Goat goathoat.com and we're always posting stuff, uh all of our places and our food recommendations and all the yeah. fun stuff to do at Goat Stays. Awesome. Sweet. Any, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Appreciate it. This has been yeah. a long time coming. We've been very uh, looking forward to this. And before we started with Airbnb, we we're listening to uh, Get Paid for Your Pad for Huge fans. actionable steps on how to get started. So it's pretty cool to go full circle. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time. Appreciate you guys uh, being in our uh, in our student group uh, and in the mastermind soon. So yeah, excited for that. And uh, thanks for thanks for joining. Good luck. We'll see you soon. Appreciate it. Thank Jasper. you. Thank you. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. And of course, next week we'll be back with another episode. So we'll see you then. Bye bye. Get paid for your pet. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.